Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Mondays would not be the same 
if we did not get a switch tip with Shantice. And the switch tip for last week, stop being petty. Now, you wouldn't think you would, you know, get that on a Christian show, right? Ah, yeah, well, you get it all here on a time with Pastor Scott. And I tell you, it, listen, it is what it is. Please, please, you know, when you really give this thing some thought, you realize how if you took the time to be petty, you are now like robbing God of his time. Yeah, because being petty means to just put your mind and time and energy into stuff that is just so insignificant. Why are you even bothering with it? It is something that you can ignore and live without. Yeah, you don't have to address everything, you know. Somebody's got to always be the first one to just stop. Stop. And then stop again. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not only are you robbing God of his precious time, but you're robbing yourself and possibly others of God's time and the things that God has for you and others. So, listen, don't waste your time. There's so much more that we can do to give God every single thing that he deserves. And spending time being petty is definitely not something that he wants us to do. All right? All right. Well, let's talk about it. Tuesday Church folks, they rolled around and we are still in our next our, what do you call that segment? Marty Six. Yes. And, ooh, that Love and Death HBO Max miniseries. We're up to episode four. And, ooh, we, oh, I tell you, I am still marveling at the fact that this is a true story, and not because we can't do anything. That's just not it. But you know what? Here's what I'm loving. And I, 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 I just don't think everybody's getting this appreciation. I'm appreciating that God is showing us up. Yeah, he's showing us that we can be petty. Man, oh, my goodness. He is really showing us just what we look like at different times in our life. You know, what do we what do we do when things happen in our life? Do we avoid situations? You know, are we using that better brain that God gives those of us who have accepted him in our life and supposedly let him, you know, gauge what we do, what we don't do. Yeah, this 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 mini series here is really giving us an opportunity to really see us for who we are. Are we petty? 
because there are times in the episodes, you know, one through four, where we have really shown how petty we can be. Do we use better judgment when we need to? Not all the time, because Candy surely did not use her better judgment as well as Ben. You know, to pull out an axe to threaten someone and then go put it down. Nah, you know, listen, I'm from the hood. And, you know, they say if you're going to pull a gun out, then you better use it. And in this particular case, the axe is a gun. So if you don't go, you know, to the point of going to get the axe, then I advise you to be prepared to use it. And and unfortunately, you know, she did, but she was overpowered, and she just didn't make it. So Do No Evil is the name of that episode, and I don't know if, uh, you know, we were really using our best judgment during that particular episode. Well, uh, what is that? Wild Wednesday. I'm going to say let's talk about it Tuesday. Wild Wednesday rolled around and our girlfriend, Vivian, oh, she gave us our socially conscious and as always, Vivian does not fail us. She told us about the Atlanta Operation Heatwave. Guns and gangs is what they're focusing on as they have, for their second year, implemented the curfew for all those under 16 years of age, and they are holding parents responsible and accountable for where their children are and breaking curfew. And over the past year, when they did this last summer, I should say, they had a $1,000 fine for the parents whose children were out, you know, outside of, of the curfew hour, and uh, their crime rate actually went down. Yeah. So here we are in our second year of this Operation Heat Wave, and you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, because if you find that it's saving lives, and it's causing a lot of people to rest at night a little better, then I say don't let it go. All right? All right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around. And what's on Thursday? Let's see, I had it up. I don't know what happened on Thursday. On Thursday, we talked about Oh, we talked about why church should teach more about friendship than marriage. Now, you know what? I'm sending you back for that one because that one was a good one. That one was a good one. You know, they made really good points, and, you know, the Deep Time crew elaborated on it. And one of the reasons is because everybody ain't going to be mad. Oh, so you teach in marriage, and you should, but 
if you don't teach friendship, then most marriages are not going to work. So I'm going to send you back. Go ahead and listen because Friday's show. You know, Sean Keith used to sing this song that used to come on when she was a kid, a little stupid little uh, cartoon thing that used to come on before one of the video shows uh, or the videotapes rather. Or I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> and when I tell you this kid knew that song backwards, forwards, inside out, and she said probably still sing it now. We should have had her bust out in song on Friday when a mom wrote for counseling, like, you know, like a dear Abby. Yeah. And boy, did she have some dilemma. She had to ask how to explain to her 30-year-old daughter, you know, this complicated and convoluted situation. And the question of the morning was, how do we tell our 30-year-old daughter that her father is really her grandfather, her brother is her father, her sister is really her auntie, and her nephew is her half-brother. Now, I don't think they were Christian, and Lord knows I hope they were. (laughs) But I've got to tell you, we do have some complicated situations. Because as Pastor KL said, he has a former life. And so do all of us. And boy, I hope that you don't have a former life that fits this particular pattern. So I'm my own grandpa. Woo! In real life. <laughs> so that's how we ended the week. <laughs> I am still cracking up on that one. So I hope you had a fantastic weekend because we had a fantastic week here on the Tea Time with Pastor Seth last week. And we are now shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Now, for those who may have, you know, had an extended, extended weekend, because you started the 4th of July weekend, well, happy barbecue time. We're going to get our conversation going in just a little bit as we... Start off by going to get that healthy breakfast, going and telling someone that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. Scleroderma. If you know what it means, then chances are that you or someone you love has been diagnosed with it. 
It ended the life of my sister Nancy at the age of 26. There's a lot of pain that goes along with it. Mental and physical anguish. It's gravely affected the life of a dear friend of mine and made his daily challenges almost unbearable. Don't let this happen to a friend or a loved one of yours. Get involved in the fight to end scleroderma. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning balloons. <sighs> How has your weekend been going? Well, I have to tell you, you know, giving God thanks for all that He continues to do in our life and the trust in God to continue the flow of things. And for those of you who are on vacation, who are away, who are chilling, because you have an extra long weekend, well, good for you. Good for you. I'm sure you need it and you probably deserve it. Well, get those pens and papers out. Because you know what we do first thing Monday morning after the recap. We talk about some little health tips. So this Monday morning, I'm going to shift, you know, shake it up a little bit, shift it. And I'm going to give you some little secrets as to how to make those veggies taste even better. You know, I'm still amazed. And how many adult people tell me they don't like vegetables? And I don't know about you. There's just certain things that people say to me that make me really scratch my head. With all the tons and tons and tons of different vegetables, the variety of vegetables, really, even if you eat the same vegetable every day, it's just really, I don't understand. I don't get it. Number two, listen, as an adult, by the time you reach adult age, you should already know the value of having vegetables as a big part of your diet. So even even to say that just shows that you don't understand God and you don't understand this temple that he's given us and that, you know, listen, vegetables come from God. All good and perfect gifts come from above. So you're not going to tell me that in all the world of vegetable land, there's no vegetable that you like. So just in case you need a boost, you got one this morning. Okay? All right. So get those pens and papers out so we can, uh, you know, get these little 
Okay. Well, the first thing they say, in order to uh, enjoy those veggies, one little secret, they say buy seasonals. But in other words, just like fruit, vegetables have their seasons. You know, there are some vegetables that are year-round vegetables, and there are vegetables that are seasonal. So when you buy seasonal vegetables, they tend to taste better in season. So it's almost like if you bought a watermelon in December. You know it ain't going to taste like much. You know that. So don't make the same mistake with your veggies, okay? So they say, for an exa- as an example, in the late summer, that's a great time to get your sweet corn, your peppers, and your okra. Yeah, now, I happen to love me some okra. Um, I know that ain't, you know, everybody's saying, but man, okra smoking. I love my mother because she just, she made all that kind of squash, okra, you know, something that made <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. It was good. And, you know, she was a good cook, so, you know, that helped you. Another secret as to how to make your vegetables taste better, they say either roast them, air fry them, grill them, or saute them. Now, let me say that again. Roast, air fry, grill, or saute. Now, you know, when I read this, this is because I'm a vegetable eater. The reason why they tell you to roast, air fry, grill, or saute is because you don't kill the taste. That means you're not cooking it till it's like disintegrated. Or when you, why are you eating broccoli that melts in your mouth? as soon as you put it on your tongue. Now, it's so soft, you can't even pick it up on the floor. I can guarantee you that you have lost all the flavor uh, of your broccoli. So, they, you know, a lot of times when it's nice and crispy, you know, when you roast or saute them or grill them or air fry them, you're just kind of whipping it up real quick, quickly. I don't know which one. You, you figure it out. Stop, don't criticize me this morning. And and the flavor and all your seasonings are still there. So a little uh, olive oil or a little butter. Or listen, you know what I we use a lot in this house? Spray butter. Oh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. Not spray butter. Uh-uh. Spray butter is strictly for popcorn. <laughs> you want to you, you wanna go down, pull out my spray butter. <laughs> excuse me. But all jokes aside, <laughs> when you when you saute and you're roasting and you're air frying and you're grilling, if you were to spray the butter on the top, <laughs> you know it's bad when people can get to you as you're doing your show. <laughs> they just remind you of all kind of things. <laughs> when cooking. Roasting, air fryer, grilling, or sauteing. You know what? When you season it, spray a little of that butter on top. Man. Yeah, you're not killing the food. And, and you know what? In all honesty, they say when you overcook the vegetables, you really kill all the nutrients. So, 
Number three, how to make your veggies taste a little better. Check out those herbs. Yes, get that seasoning going. Have you ever tasted anyone's food and it is bland and all get out? Why? We have the spice wrap and the produce section. When I tell you all of the seasonings that you can get now, fresh seasoning is always better, but i got to tell you, here's, here's a little caveat this morning. Be careful. Be very careful with the fresh seasoning because they're potent. They're very strong. You don't need it like you need to dry, you know, in the bottle. So, yes. All right. So get that cilantro, that basil, that dill. Be careful with the dill. Don't be throwing too much. And basil, if you use fresh basil, woo, be careful because that is a killer if you use too much. But get that parsley, that thyme, rosemary, that steak. Yo, go to town on your veggies. After you roast, air fry, grill, or saute. Don't boil them. That kills every bit. Or if you boil it, just drop it in real quick. Just let it get that, you know, quick heat to it and take it off and then, okay? So those spices. Now, they say don't be shy. Yes. Again, don't be afraid to... Use your seasonings, okay? All right. Now, here's another thing they say. Blanch, blanch, B-L-A-N-C-H. Blanch your vegetables. So they say all you have to do is put your vegetables into the boiling water. Remember what I said. But here's another thing they're saying. This is what makes it the blanch. Um, they say then you submerge them in ice cold water to stop the cooking process. Wow. They say that when you blanch it, it gets rid of all of the bitterness that some vegetables have to them. They say also you keep the vegetables from getting soggy. Okay? It preserves the color and the texture. All right? All right. Again, they're saying do not overcook your vegetables because when you overcook them you really gotta season them at that point and by that time you didn't kill everything so you don't enjoy the season let me tell you something what i've noticed about people most times when people don't like something it's because whoever used to cook it they didn't make it well or somebody just couldn't cook yeah now here's another thing they're saying they're saying massage your vegetables, such as kale. Now, kale is very heavy, so you have to cook kale a certain kind of way. Well, they say greens, such as kale, cabbage, Swiss chard, they say they can have, as we know, can have a bitter taste. So they say to prevent the bitterness when you Especially if you're eating them when they're kind of raw, on the raw side, they say massage them with a little salt, oil, or dressing. And they say as you massage these vegetables, especially your kale, it breaks down the tough cell structure. Now, have you ever been out and they had like fresh kale and it was like so 
off, but it was raw, well, that's, that's what happens with that process. Yeah, it breaks it down. And remember, just a little bit of salt. Do you know what is good? Have you tried the pink Himalayan salt? If you tried pink Himalayan salt and you enjoy it, send me a thumbs up. Because, yo, that is so good. Yes. I'm learning to expand. You know, God has been reinventing Stephanie. Man, I'm telling you. Woo! Enjoy. If you haven't, it's not expensive at all, and it goes a long way. I'm not getting any thumbs up. Okay, so now I'm giving you something to try. Try the pink Himalayan salt on your food, and I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a request for more string beans. Yeah, just a little bit of that pink Himalayan salt. It comes like rocks. Little rocks, and when it breaks down, oh, there's my thumbs up. I got somebody who's tried that pink Himalayan salt, just and you don't need a lot, just drop a little bit on that bad on that food. That bad boy twists that food up so well. All right, okay, I got a couple of more before I go into my news because I got some stuff to talk about this morning. They say, in order to turn up the taste on vegetables. Oh, okay, I got another thumbs up. I got three thumbs up at the same time, not three separate, three. All right. They say eat your veggies with dip, with some dip. Let me give you the best homemade dip ever. If you could tell I'm in a really good mood today. Yo, listen, listen, listen. You take Make your own dip. Stop buying this expensive stuff and stuff. And not only that, because I have such an egg allergy, I have been making my own stuff because I just don't know what has eggs in it. And when they have put eggs and all kinds of stuff, I just can't take the chance. So get that pen. Pick the pen up. Let me give you the best dip ever. Okay? Now, let me give you their dip. They're saying hummus, which is very good. That is a paste that's made of chickpeas. You see it all the time in the, in the you know, cold section. Guacamole. Oh, you want to make sure you get that guacamole because that's your avocado. And remember they say avocado is very, very healthy. Now, tahini is another paste that, that comes from chickpeas, the basis of chickpeas. And tzatziki. Now, that's T-Z-A-T-Z-I-K-I. Now, that's the white sauce that they normally use for, um, oh, I got another thumbs up about the Himalayan salt. So, see, it's catching on. People are using it. Now, what you want to do in those particular dips, you want to take your fresh veggies. Yeah. The raw veggies, wash them really well, and just drop them. Just dip them. Your celery, your carrots, fresh broccoli. So let me give you my white sauce. Okay, and again, that's what you, I don't know how many of you old schoolers know gyros, but man, gyros was a joint back in the day. Nobody had any idea how they made this white sauce, but I'm going to tell you what to do right now. 
And when I make it, I make it in huge batches because even my kids will eat it. So you take your sour cream, equal amount, equal amount of sour cream, equal amount of plain Greek yogurt. Now, it doesn't have to be any particular type Greek yogurt because Vivian and Serge, they hit me up with uh, great value from Walmart. It's just the same. You take a little bit of dill. Um, okay, we're coming back to that one. See, Ooh, we can't even get off the, the veggie thing today. You take your sour cream, your equal amount of fresh, uh, what do you call that thing? The, the Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, not any flavored, plain Greek yogurt. Shred a little cucumber. Yes, a little cucumber in there. Sprinkle a little dill. It could be fresh dill or the bottles. I use bottles. And your favorite seasoning. When I tell you we eat that on everything here in this house, it is a killer. Okay, nice and simple. Nice and simple. Sour cream, Greek plain yogurt, dill, shred your cucumber, and your favorite seasoning. It is delicious. Now, you do have to put a salt-type seasoning in there, like an adobo, a sazon, whatever. Dill is, is, a, is, a, is, a veg, is a seasoning, an herb, and it's green. comes in a bottle, or you can buy it fresh. But, again, dill is not something, especially if it's fresh, you can't use a whole lot of. And, like I said, you do have to, to pipe it up, you do have to use a little bit of a salt-type seasoning. If you want to use your Himalayan salt, it's perfect because you don't have to use a lot of it. Get your garlic powder. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, somebody's calling it. Thank you for your gyro sauce recipe. You're welcome. Get, you can also use, oh, scallion I use, and fresh garlic. If you don't want to use fresh garlic, you don't have to. You can definitely use garlic powder. I put a little onion powder in there. I put a little basil. Yeah, man, you hook it up. Dip those veggies forever. Now, air frying. I don't know how many of you have gotten into air frying, but it is an excellent way to cook your food. It kills a lot of that oil, and it does a matter. Just got a reminder. Amazing with your vegetables. Yes, just don't over air fry them. Okay? Cauliflower. For those of you who don't really like cauliflower, it is amazing in the air fryer. Yes. So, listen, go to YouTube. Man, they tell you what to do with any and everything. All right? So, I'm going to periodically... Um, that was eight different ways, or at least like five, like about six different ways, you could definitely turn up those vegetables, okay? All right. What are we talking about today? Hmm. Let's see. All right. Yo. Yo, we got to talk about this story here. But before we get there, let me give you a little, a little smaller story. 
Well, okay, so we're always talking about how the um, parents always go to war with their kids over the video game. Well, there's a story with a little twist to it. So there's this mother and son who are playing this video game, and the police were called (laughs) because there was an argument in the home where a mother ended up shooting her 17-year-old about this video game. Now, there's very little information, but I just thought it was an interesting twist, as normally we've been hearing about the kids shooting the parents over the video games right here. It's the very opposite. So I don't know if she was, if he was beating her or she was beating him. And all I know is she is facing aggravated assault charges and reckless conduct and cruelty to children. So mom, dad, you might have to give up that video game if it's taking you there. Yeah, you know, it's just not worth it. Just not worth it. Just not worth it. Now, this is another real interesting story. Now, this is really now. This is really interesting because now there's this whole turn up in the in in the in the airport. There's a turn up with the seats. They're canceling all kinds of flights and things like that. And it's just really weird because now everything is becoming like unenjoyable these days. So now there's a family who is who's coming from California and they boarded a flight on Delta. Now they were traveling back home actually from Hawaii with their two toddlers. And this happened a couple of years ago when they had this really upsetting experience. And what they were told was that, well, the husband was told that he and his wife, after they had uh, purchased their ticket for their 18-year-old son, they decided to send him home early. They put, they replaced his seat with the two-year-old, and they used a seat, an extra seat, like a car seat type of thing. And when they went to get on the flight, you know, he told the uh, the agent everything that had happened. When they got to the seats, they were told that there were other passengers on the standby list. And when they said they weren't giving up their seats, they told them they were going to jail. Now, they never explained through this entire story, they never explained why, you know, they had to give up their seats. Because standby means if the people don't board their seats, you know, if they don't come and they don't check in. So if I bought my seat for my 18-year-old or any other person and I send that person ahead or you know, they don't board the plane with us, then the thought was I should be able to replace my two-year-old with, you know, in the seat. So 
The first problem was when the wife said that she would hold the, one of the babies in her lap. And they told her they, it's, that she could. But technically, you if you've ever written on a plane, they don't let you hold babies in your lap. Listen, the seatbelts are too small to hold anybody but you in your lap. Uh, you know, so, you know what I'm saying. You know, you can't hold anybody in your lap because you take up all the, the seatbelt space. So that was another holdup because one of the flight attendants said it was okay. The other one was like, oh, no. So they ended up telling us if you don't get, give up your seat. Now, only one of the seats that they bought were available, so I don't know why they had to give up all the seats. But they said this was disgusting because they said they would put them in jail and that they would take the children, if they were arrested, they would take the children and put them in foster care. Now, did I say they were on a trip from Hawaii? So how y'all doing all of this? So they're not suing because they made that trip so uh, uncomfortable, so weighty, so um, devastating. And they said that when they went to get off the plane, there were the people standing in the doorway waiting to take their seats. So pretty much they're also full because they're playing overbook. Now, they did give them another flight back into, you know, into California, but with all the anguish, you know, they uh Delta was truly embarrassed. So they not only offered them a replacement, but they offered them money and compensation. So but just be careful when you you know, that's why I'm I'm telling you this story is because, you know, a lot of this stuff is going on now. The representatives for Delta at the time, you know, the the, the flight attendants were the pain in the next hill. It wasn't the ticket agent because they got past the ticket agent, but they didn't get past the flight attendant. And even that was a level of confusion. So if you're booking flights, make sure all your ducks are in a row so that nobody can mess with your trip because for me, Going is always part, you know, the traveling part is always part of the fun. So, all right, now, here's the story we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about. So, there's this young lady who is like a, in a big brother, big sister program. She's, she's one of the mentors. And she said that she had to call in a very disturbing situation. So, here's how this story goes. Excuse me. Somehow or another, the little girl ended up, this 11-year-old girl ended up telling her that she was going on a trip. She was going on a trip, 
alone with a man who was not a family member. He's a truck driver, and he would just, she would be going on his run with him. And in the truck, there are two beds. And she, it was one that was supposed to be for her and one that was supposed to be for the the man, the truck driver. But at times, they would share a bed. Now, she was being sent away. Close your mouth. Close your mouth because I know your mouth got to be hanging open. She was being sent on the trip by her parents. Yes. And the, 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 the mentor spoke to the mother and the mother was the one who told her that this this that the truck driver was her out of state best friend and she was the one who really gave more detail and admitted that although there were two bunks in the truck that the girl would be sleeping in the same one as the truck driver. Now, the mother says that she objected and insisted that her little girl rest in the extra bed alone. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But the father was the one who insisted. Now, the little girl, the 11-year-old, was excited. Excited to be going on this trip. She barely knew this man, and she was they were scheduled to leave in about a week. Now, to make matters worse, you know that's what if you get somebody good to work with your kids, oh, you better believe they're gonna talk. Because boy, she was in the talking mode. She also told the mentor that she was going. She was scheduled to go camping for four days with a man from her church. And when she returned from the camping trip, then it would be time to go with the truck driver. Now, the mentor just couldn't handle it. <laughs> she couldn't. She said the red flags were going off, the alarms were going off, she could not take it. And are y'all ready for this one? She almost passed out, I suppose, when she was talking to the mother, and the mother revealed that her husband's stepfather had been previously convicted of sexually abusing three children under the age of 10, but they still allowed him to spend time with the grandchildren, including this little girl. Close your mouth. 
Close your mouth, close your mouth, close your mouth. If your mouth ain't open, something wrong with you. And I'm saying just like that. Something wrong with you. Oh, Lord have mercy. So the mentor ends up calling CPS. And because she checked with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, I said what she should do. They encouraged her to call CPS. And they ended up approach, approaching the parents. They went and spoke to the parents, and they told them that this was not a good idea. And they could not arrest anyone because nothing had taken place yet. So there had been no crime committed. Now, this sounds to me. that there's one thing going on. Now, I'm sure, you know, now there's more to this story, but we're going we're gonna, to get this story a little bit later on in the week. There. This is a long, this is a long story. And, uh, <sighs> I want to talk to my D-Time crew because I don't think I can handle any more of this here. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good AM. <laughs> I don't know, girl, how I'm doing after reading that story. Because my mouth is still hanging open. <laughs> I want to see if, if, if you all come up with the conclusion that I came up with. How are you, first of all? I am doing well. I am just enjoying the transition of the weather. I've been, look, some people may be uncomfortable with it, but I've been waiting for this sun all year round. So I'm grateful. You sound like Shanti. I'll go ahead with this sun. I can take the sun as long as I don't have the sun at night. (laughs) I'm good. Well, I'm glad you got your wish and you're getting your son. Hasn't been that bad. I have to admit, we 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 just slid right on through June, so I can understand. I can understand your waiting because we didn't get a whole lot. All right. Now, let me make sure I explain this. There are three situations here within this story, because I think somebody's got this a little twisted. And I know it's a lot. There's three danger areas for this little girl that mother confirmed. One, they're planning on sending her on the road trip with the truck driver and where there are two bunks in the truck, and the girl would be sleeping in the same bunk as him. And and the mother says she insisted that the girl sleep in the extra bed by herself. Just the trucker and the little girl. The second issue is she was 
the little girl was scheduled to go for four days on a camping trip with a man from the church. And by the time she spent the four days and came back, it would be time to then go on the trucking trip. The third issue was Grandpa, her this woman's husband's stepfather, who is considered Grandpa, had been previously convicted of sexually abusing three children under the age of 10. But yet, but yet, they were allowing the grandchildren to still spend time with Grandpa, including this little 11-year-old girl. So I want to know if the three of you on here today come up with the same conclusion that I came up with. What you got, Tamika? What a complete and utter mess. I mean, just... Um... There has to be some type of molestation, you know, and we're talking about history of stuff and, you know, like, how is this, you know, unfortunately what happens is when you get exposed to stuff like that, um, it becomes everyday behavior. And, you know, um, just thinking about the truck uh, incident, um, I have a family member who used to drive trucks and if you have seen those bunks, those bunks, they are not very large, you know, um, because there's only that little one space. And even if there are two spots, they're, they're very so, so close together that you're touching. There's no, you know, there's no, oh, she's on this side and he's on that side. You know, maybe, you know, now the newer trucks might have it, but I know the ones in the past, you know, um, they're very small. So if, if, if we're in there together, your head is touching my foot or something is touching something, you know, there's no likelihood of, oh, she's on one side of the truck and he's on the other side, you know, so they're, you know, I, I feel like they're grooming this child. If, if they have it already, they're going to, you know, and this is why it's good to have, you know, uh, friends of the family or other people to, um, to, to be near this child, not just family members, because, you know, my thing is without um, her giving her this information, what kind of stuff would this child be exposed to? You know, and everybody in the household or the family thinks that it's okay. Oh, child, 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 child. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, Tamika, I, I, I definitely... I'm sure I've never seen the inside of the truck, but I'm sure that, you know, if there is a bunk, which you've confirmed it is, if the bunk was the size of a king-size mattress, (laughs) why are you sending your daughter on a trip? with a man and then you say well I insisted that she take the spare bunk 
Now, I'm not touching the fact that I don't even want to know the cleanliness of the conditions. That if I were another man, I wouldn't want to be laying on that bunk. Let's see what your due time. Partners have to say here, thank you for joining us this morning. Let's talk to Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al. Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chop of the no kids in school in the morning. Chop, chop. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Brother Al, I want to say chop, oh, yeah. chop. It ain't about the kids in the school. <laughs> yes, sir. I want to be chopping up some parents here. What say you, Brother Al? That only sounds like one thing to me. What are you getting? It sounds to me like they're pimping their daughter out. Oh. That's what it sounds like to me. Because you, yeah. you I, I mean, you, you're pimping your daughter out. Y'all also got mental issues. Because how are you going to send your 11-year-old daughter, daughter off and on a truck drive? I don't know how far they're going, but he obviously go far because he got a sleeper truck with the with the with the little bunker. And Tamika's right. I I just seen my cousin drives truck, and I've been inside one to look, and it's not a whole bunch of room at all. It's not a whole bunch of room at all. So you're gonna send your child off with a man, and, and then and then you're doing back to back. Okay, you, you still you, this man has been charged with molesting children and you're going to let him spend time with him. You're going to let her I'll go camping with him. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? No, this is, Somebody getting paid. No, this is different. No, Brother Al, this is three different things. Oh, it's three. Okay, somebody yes. getting paid. Yes. Yeah, big time. Oh, I should say, yeah. So, 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 I, okay. So you're sending the daughter camping with some man. And then the stepdad spends time with her, and he's a molester. Yeah. And then you send her yeah. on a, 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 a trip. Hey, it sounded to me like they're tempting that little girl out, man. Somebody need to go to jail yeah. and see Big Bubba. Big, Bubba, Big, Big <laughs> Bubba and Big Bertha. They need to see him. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, they, like, what is wrong with y'all? They did not arrest anybody, Brother Al, but they should at least remove them kids from that house because clearly yeah. they're not, not parents ready. Oh, right, exactly. And, and, they can't, and like you said, they can't arrest anybody because a crime has not been committed yet. Right. And that's sad. So you, you got to wait for something to happen to this little girl. Then, right. You know, that, that's, right. that's sad. That's sad. Right. Not only that, Brother Al, oh, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that one. I was going to say something. I was going to Pastor Charlotte says what was something that just came to my mind right when you said um, uh, what you said. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back, Brother Al. We'll be back. Uh, oh, yeah. Enjoy that silence, Brother Al. Enjoy that silence. Oh, yeah. Pastor Charlotte, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> 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 well, that was that was a different greeting. 
Because I'm mad now. <laughs> All right now. I, I, I ain't even going to ask you how you do it because you didn't already answer. What you got, Pastor Charlotte? What does this sound like to you? Okay. I don't care how size this truck is. I don't care about none of that. I want to know. She Well, let me say this. It's about money. The son, mm-hmm. it happened to him from the father. Ooh. Abusive came from the mama, and she's scared. Mm-hmm. And also, what mm-hmm. church takes some kids to a camp that the men going to be with the girls? So I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yep. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. So I don't I care if it's four days. I don't care if it's the truck is as big as a building. Why? <laughs> oh, Pastor Charlotte. That's what I said. I said, I don't care if the, the, if the bunk in the trunk was as big, in the truck was as big as a king-size bed. Something's wrong with this picture. You're, you, Brother Al, you have hit it on the head. This sounds like the biggest sex trafficking business that that has ever went on and here's my here's my problem um pastor charlotte and i was wondering if you were going to say it so they could not arrest anybody because no crime had been committed but you should definitely pull out the children from the home because this ain't the first time see the reason why this girl is so free to speak is because it's nothing wrong because it's been going on. It's been happening. She okay. She was excited. What did you, you say? I was going to say, well, something happened. Sometimes, yeah. see, they use that nothing happened because maybe he did not penetrate her. Let's say it that way. Right? Yeah. So, therefore, there's other things that has happened and for her to get for the little girl at 11 years old getting excited about it it's not the first time absolutely 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 now someone just sent in how do you know that nothing happened to the little girl because did any medical people check her well first of all we don't even know if they went that far with these stupid social workers we don't even know if they went that far. Number two, it goes back to what you just said. Maybe there was nothing that happened that the medical staff could pick up on. Like you said, if there's no penetration, you know, there's there's nothing you can you know that you can physically tell. So it's a good question. How do you know? Because these people don't do a thorough job. First of all, you don't do a thorough job, uh, Pastor Charlotte, Brother Al, and Tamika. If you could actually hear this stuff and leave the kids there. Pull the kids. Mm-hmm. Listen, they pull kids out the house for less. For less. Pull the children. Talk to the girl and see what happens. When I tell you this was some, I felt like I was doing the I'm my own grandpa story all over again. Those parents are getting paid big time. And guess what they've done? They put an ad out in the paper. Because how in the world this stuff is back to back to back? Oh, poor thing. Poor thing, poor thing. I agree with you, Pastor Charlene, also. Yeah, they know about Grandpa because the father 
it had just happened to him also. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, is this something kind of mess. Wow. Yeah. And also, Pastor Steph, I wanted to say, when you was just saying about that they will talk to the 11-year-old, she's uh-huh. not going to find that something is wrong with that because right. that's what she knows. Right. So that it's not right. going to, even when they talk to her, it, it's going to be like, you know, she just, this is just how I live. Right. Because you don't know wrong unless right. somebody teach you that it's wrong. Right. right. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you. That's why it was so easy for her to tell the mentor. That's what all they have to do is take this kid, and if they spoke to her, they would not have ever left his and out. They talk about, uh, um, uh, you, listen, you should be arrested just because those were your plans. And if you plan so easily, then you have, something's been going on all along. Something's been going on all along. So this this here. This this here, oh, my goodness. You know, this is why, you know, we talked about, I think it was last week, this is a war on our children. It, it, it is so sad. And I said to you all last week, as late as last week, I said the kids can't even get out of their own homes. Forget about the coach. Forget, now, see, they don't set up to the mentor program worrying about all the people in the mentor program on the up and up. No, it's the parents. Who you need to be questioning? Oh, I don't know. Anybody else got anything to say? Because I'm about to move on from this story. Anybody else? All right. Okay. Well, let's talk about our relationship topic today. Thank you for indulging me on our news. I thought this was kind of interesting. So... They say men like to hear sweet nothings. And they gave us a few ideas of the sweet nothings that men like to hear. Now, ladies, you can confirm if you've ever tried it, how it was received. And, Brother Al, you can let us know if this is you, because you can't speak for every man. But, you know, at least with your boys or whoever you talk to. So they say that with, with they that men say that they love to hear, I'm so lucky to have you. <laughs> All right, Tamika, I'm starting with you. Ah, uh, yeah, How that can butter somebody up real good, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> you know, the sad part about it is sometimes. It sets a person up for manipulation, you know, depending on the mm-hmm. individual, you know, when she says, oh, right. you're the luckiest thing I have, you know, it's basically to butter him up to do something, you know, it's not so much that I'm, you know, I'm giving you an accolade, it's just that, you know, in a, in a few moments, you know, he, he'll gush and then I can get what I want, which is a sad thing, you know. <laughs> Oh, Brother Al, can you get butted up by, I'm so lucky to have you. Well, 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 when I hear you say, oh, I'm so lucky to have you, then my next question is, what did you do or what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you want something or you want something. I already know you're lucky to have me. I already know this. 
So you tell me, so you want something. <laughs> you want something. You want something. I already know this. You tell me something I know already, so you want something. And we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Y'all are a mess. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky to have you. Does it work, Brother Al? It doesn't work. Oh that way. When you say I'm so lucky, when you say, hey, look, Pastor, when you say I'm so lucky to have you, the first thing I'm doing is going on my phone. Why are you on your phone? I'm checking the bank account to see what you did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, Pastor Charlotte, Brother Al has already said he knows you're up to something. I'm so lucky to have you. Have you ever used it and does it work? Absolutely, and I got what I want. You are so, you're the best thing smoking ever. You treat me better than anyone has ever treated me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay. You're a great father. All right, Brother Al, how does that work? Does that work? Uh, I would say yes to that. You know, you always want to, uh, like a confirmation that you're doing the right thing by your children. You know, when they come to the children, okay, it's a little bit different for me. You know, like, you're a great father. You know, like, wow, okay, I'm on, I'm on the right track of doing the right thing with my children. So I'm, I'm going to say yes to that one. You ain't now getting none, but sweet, I appreciate it. <laughs> now, these are sweet nothings, Brother Al. This is not from your children. Yeah, I know, from somebody, yes, I know. So then what are you telling me about the kids for? Huh? <laughs> no, you said you said for? if somebody tell you that you're doing a great, great, you that you're, you're a great father, I said that tells me that I'm doing good by my children. I'm on the right track of doing good for them because some, you're, you're telling oh, me you that meant, I'm a great father. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. When you said by my children... I thought you were saying the children were saying it. So I apologize. I missed Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I got you now. So I look, got you now. Hey, look, Pastor, if the children say it, it's the same thing as the woman. What do you want? What do you want, Michael? <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. Okay, because that's what I was thinking. If it comes from the kids, it's always some buttering up time. What you want? Yeah, they want so, some. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, okay. Pastor Charlene, you're such a good father. How's that work? No. No, I never <laughs> said that. Um, you ain't never said I was a great mother until wow. you want something. So, no. Uh-oh. That was never Uh-oh. one of mine. I felt that you need to do what you need to do and do it well. Ooh. <laughs> says that she means it you know it's not something that I don't think that that's a butter um you know I've even seen um relationships that didn't work out but she'll automatically verbalize he's a good father 
Our relationship was horrible, <laughs> but he's a good father, right. you know. So when she says it, she truly does mean it. Right, 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 right. I've heard that also. I've heard that also. All right. Here's one, Pastor Charlotte. Oh, you look buff. Oh, look at that six-pack. Oh, look at those muscles. Remember that song by Diana Ross? I want muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yes. I remember. Okay. Hey, okay. Yes, I have said that, too. I'd be like, oh, you're looking good. Look at you. You look like you're cutting. <laughs> yeah, I've used that, too. And and for my own advantage. <laughs> wow. You know, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm put some, that baby all on there. Let's see. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> for my own <laughs> Advantage. Oh my goodness! Hercules, Hercules. Yes. You know what? So done. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness gracious! All right, Tamika. You see how Pastor Charlotte gets down. What about you? Do you you look? You know, you got a little six pack going on here. You look kind of buff. Yeah, that's gonna work, you know. You looking at a keg, you like, baby, you, you, you losing weight, you, you, you slimming down, you, you looking good, you know. And I mean, like, you know, in, in some instances, he's not so much what you said, but because you said it, you know, he, he you know, oh, baby, you, I love the way you open up that jar. You took that extra muscle and, ooh, like oh. I watched you, you turned it to the, to the right and to the left, and that jar opened up. You know, and I mean, you know, like you said, you, you know, know, that's the what? biggest thing that you got because his hands are swollen because he's big. But because you say, oh, yeah, you doing that thing, you know, trust and believe it. it he'll make him, you know, it, 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 it will allow him to beam, you know, and it, it'll cause him to do even more because, oh, you lift that suitcase. I love the way you lift that suitcase. You know, you pull, yeah, I came in the house, you grabbed that bag. Wow, I came wow. from the grocery. You are so strong. See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right, Brother Al. Have you ever gotten that compliment and it and, and you felt good? Well 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 two things before that. Number one, Pastor Steph I mean uh Pastor Shaw needs to see therapy. And number two, this whole conversation is making it this whole conversation it's making it rough for Tamika because I'm learning all the tricks now. So, okay. So, that's what we do it. Cool. Cool. That's what we do it. But, but honestly, <laughs> that's what we do it. You open that jar yourself. I ain't got no muscle. Now. <laughs> hey, look, Pastor, you, you want me to open the jar? I'm going to throw it on the floor and break it. It's open now. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 um but but yeah, all seriousness though, yeah that that that's one that works because you know you love to hear that you you know you've been in the gym, you've been working out, and somebody noticed they're like, okay, I right, okay, I'm gonna push a little harder now. She didn't notice that six pack, you know what I'm saying? But don't tell me I got a six pack and I look in the mirror and see a K. I'm like, okay, now she wants you. She know, doggone well, 
Ain't no six pack there. I would say if you've been working out, yes, it does. Okay, okay. Well, and you know, here's the fun part about the two of you being on here. You didn't just start dating, and you didn't. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, oh, some of these things have not already been done. So I, that's why when I saw it last night, I didn't mind bringing it to the table because I'm like, if they were like, a, if you two were like a brand new couple, I'd be like, no, nah, we can't be doing that because then. I don't know. We might be starting some trouble. But considering that, you know, you two have already been dating. How long did you date, by the way? Uh, four years. Yeah, all this has been either done or not done. Ha! This ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm writing it down I now. Did, I, did <laughs> I actually thought about this last night. I was like, well, no, no, this ain't this ain't gonna bring nothing. It ain't, it ain't broke. It don't even worry about it. Y'all be all right. So, Pastor Steph, before you go on, I just want to say yes. this. Most of the time, we have already. Tamika, please don't answer because just laugh. Yeah, please don't. Laugh. We don't. We all have already done. Hit the bottom. Put hot water on it. Done. Try to open it ourselves, right? Because it just happened to me and Elder the other day. And I had already, so it was like kind of, but I couldn't get it all. And I, when I took it to him, he said, pop. I said, you go ahead, boy. You did it. So that's most of the time of how that strength it looks a little larger than what it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm, I'm sure Elvis patting his foot in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Pastor How do you like? Yes, ma'am. Huh? You yes. know, since since you know, brother Al has so many different ideas, we can probably find some type of device. You know, that, now that I think about it, they have devices that can open up a job. That's why I keep the gadgets. This is why I keep the gadgets. We don't have no problem. Oh no, y'all are crazy. Get y'all a gadget for the six pack too. Get a gadget for the six pack. <laughs> That's right. That's I right. You one. have to work at that one right there. You have to work at that one. Oh my goodness. All right, how about this one? I'm listening. Tamika, mm. I'm listening. Does he really, does that work? Actually, it does, and and it's kind of comical because that's a phrase I use often, and it's not to get anything. It's a lot of times, especially women, we have a tendency to be doing something. You know, I might be typing. I'm looking at my phone. Um, It helps me confirm to him, I'm listening. Not just that I hear you, that I'm tuning in on what you're doing. Yeah, I'm looking at something else. Yes, I'm, you know, my face, I may not necessarily be looking at you. And even my expression may appear as though I'm not tuning in. But when I say I'm listening, it, it, it catches him to let him say, let him know, okay, she might seem like she's doing a whole lot, but she really is respecting me. She's focused. And she's tuned in on what I'm saying. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, Brother Al, do you really learn, yearn to hear I'm listening? 
Yeah, but especially when you when I'm trying to tell you something important and Tamika hit her head up, right on the head. I had to get used to her with that because I'm talking to her, she's looking at her phone or she's doing something. I'm like, you hear what I said? No, 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 I'm listening, I'm listening. And then when I sometimes I'll say something, I'll be like, all right, what did I just say? And she'll repeat it back. I said, okay, she is listening. Well, give me your full attention. Put that thing down and listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Look me in my face when I'm talking to you. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, because we, we, us men, we love to be hurt. We love to be hurt, especially, if, you know, if we got an issue with something or we're trying to tell you something, we like to be hurt. We, we want you paying attention to what we're saying. Okay, okay. Pastor Charlotte. I'm listening. Oh. <laughs> Do you think that, that's worse? Am I listening? Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> It's depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> See, let me say why. Because most of the time when I got something to say, because he watched sports, he can watch sports all day long, right? And I'm talking to him, and he don't be listening what I'm saying. So sometimes I got to get him back. So sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't. You know he watches sports. You know what happens when we watch sports. Okay, but you want me to stop what I'm doing. Listen, Lady Tamika says she's working, and you want to talk to her. So you want her to stop from working and turn around and look at you, right? Okay, well, I want you to stop watching the sports so you can listen to me. I'm going to have to talk to Elder. Me and Elder got to have a conversation. Okay. You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are some women, and I never understood this. I don't know. I never understood this. Now, Pastor Charlton, I hear you. You're saying, you know what, you know, I'm going to do a little tit for tat every once in a while, mm-hmm. and I, I want to interrupt your sports watching to see if, you know, I ain't paying you no mind because you don't pay me no mind. However, I never understood for especially younger women, you know, y'all are older, so certain things ain't going to really matter no way. And, and I'm not being funny. I'm just, I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> but certain, <laughs> I just heard the way that came out. <laughs> exactly. It matters. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying it doesn't. What I'm saying is, especially for younger people, you know, y'all are older already. You know, whatever habits have developed, they developed. And, you know, if y'all change, y'all change. If you don't, you don't. I'm talking about more young, you know, uh, the, the younger uh, people at this point. And I always would ask the ladies, if you know he likes sports, why are you mad when you speak to him during the game time and you don't get the attention you think you should get? Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Exactly. You know, leave, let him watch the game. Let him watch the game. And <laughs> somebody just sent him because all he likes is sports. Listen, listen. I understand it. I definitely do. Um, but it would make your life so much easier to just wait and, you know, utilize your time while he's looking for sports. And afterwards, you know, then say what you need to say. But why are you arguing and battling during this time or over that issue 
when you just wait. Now, somebody else, some, I got, just got another comment because his attention span stops while the sports are on. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But what I'm saying is if you notice is something that goes on, then why are you driving yourself? <laughs> why are you driving? Stop sending me these gifts. <laughs> Say it well. Say it well. You know, why are you driving yourself up the walls over that? Just, you know what? When the sports are over, and if, here's my suggestion, ladies. If he is a sports fan and all he does is watch sports all day, you already got a problem. That, that ain't got, you already got a problem. That ain't got nothing to do with sports. If he ain't doing nothing but watching sports, you already got a problem. But if he's just a type person who you got his attention up until the sporting game, you know, uh, event takes place, then if it, if he's one who's, you know, now he's got to do like all day Sunday, you know, then maybe you want to have that conversation when the sports are not on and you say, listen, just let me know what time on Sunday is the most important game and I won't talk to you because we can't do the all day thing. That's not going to work. But don't have the conversation while the sporting event is on. Am I right, Brother Al? 100% right. And they do it on purpose to start something. <laughs> okay, now, can I answer? Pastor Charlene. Yep, I'm I ready. I didn't ask a question, but you can respond. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a nerve, Pastor Seven. You hit it. You hit a nerve, Pastor Seven. You hit a nerve. I know. I know. Oh, I can see her now over there, Brother Al. She was patting her feet, holding mm-hmm. her breath, just waiting for me to finish. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my thing is. But then the same respect when you're watching your show, correct? Because we have a show that we watch. Okay. But see, they don't think of that. And that's why I say sometimes I got to show him how it feels. So now if you want to set up and don't ask me because you're watching the sports. So don't take time out to come and ask me about what we're going to eat either. Or dinner (laughs) done. All right. So... Make sure you set whatever you want to set up because I think that it should be the same exact way. The same exact way. I could be, I'd be right in the middle of a movie and, you know, like right at the end, right when, because, you know, I watch uh, Hallmark a lot. And that's my show. That's why you're crazy. Right? Absolutely. How do you get into Hallmark like that? Because I love it. I love, I love love. I'm a love person. I love love. Wait a minute. She loves love. And she's standing with the rolling print on the cross. Yes. Yes. I'm very emotional in my girly time. Yes. (laughs) When I'm not the thug, as as Brother Al said. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yes. I love love. I love love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Brother Al? We are going to use that term every time she says something wrong. 
was it you love love? That's right. You love love. You love love? love. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. My stomach hurts. Oh, my goodness. But, again, you know, if if it's an occasional thing like you're talking about, Pastor Charlotte, that's one thing. But I literally have had women, like, in an uproar over this thing. And I'm like, really? You getting upset? If you you didn't know this before y'all got married, that he loves sports and he pins to the TV during the sports? I mean, to me, pick your battles. You know, so like I said, this is a little different than what I'm describing, like, you know, what you're saying. But there there are some younger people who are just really, and I'm like, well, what were you paying attention to? What was he watching when y'all were dating? He wasn't watching those sports then? He didn't <laughs> ever, he never watched sports while y'all were in the dating process, planning the wedding. He never told you y'all couldn't go somewhere on a Sunday to plan, to pick these flowers because the game was coming on. Never. Pay attention. So, for those who love love, <laughs> that's right. Love love. <laughs> hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, those who love love, and you don't, you know, you're not in the older age. You know, you're younger and you're trying to work through some things. Don't 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 make the sporting event your battle. Trust me, because you really ain't gonna win. That's gonna have that's gonna be a harder job than you think. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay, so did we do the full round? If I'm listening, yes. How about how about we got we got a couple more? How about I'm sorry. Brother Al, are you is that something that you really look forward to hearing? I'm sorry, it just kind of, you know, makes you feel all mushy inside. Well, it depends on how many sorry. Now, every time I turn around, you tell me sorry, I'm going to be like, I turn it. <laughs> yeah, you are sorry. You're one of the sorriest sore souls I know. But I think I, 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 I would say yes to That if it's an occasional sorry, that's it. brother Al. What happened to you? All right, maybe we lost brother Al for a minute. Pastor Charlin, do you think he likes to hear? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I, you know, I'm going <laughs> to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you don't give it like that because I don't believe that. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jesus. you believe it if you want, uh, if that's what you're trying to hear. Of course you will. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, yeah, was not man either, so you're right. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay. It worked. Does it work? Oh, baby, I, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I, you know, I understand. So does it work? Of course. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wow. It might not work now because I done said it. <laughs> <laughs> you be breaking up households. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
my goodness gracious. All right, Tamika, how does that, I'm sorry, work? Is that something that he <laughs> likes to hear? Uh, I remember uh, in my former life, because I, when I dated him, um, there was, you know, like, I would always catch him on technicalities or something he did or something he said. And, you know, my memory is sharp. You know, you remember when such and such and such, you know, sad, sad to say, but yeah, I brought up such and such that happened and, you know, he never could catch me on something, never could catch me. And not that I was doing anything. But it was just like, you know, you always, you you must be perfect. That's enough. You never do anything wrong. So, you know, when I said sorry, he was like, he wanted to videotape. He wanted to, you know, record it. You, you know, know <laughs> he wanted to time and date stamp it. I was like, are you serious? Are you really serious? Yeah, you yeah. were wrong. Such and such and such. Because of the one time that I'm sorry. And he would gloat for hours about that one situation. Wow. So. It was just like, oh, if I got to say sorry to you, I'm done. This is my first and last sorry ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Brother Al is back on. All right, Brother Al, on that occasional I'm sorry, is that, a, is that like a compliment you want to hear? Is that something you like to hear? Yeah, I, I, I... I think you should acknowledge when you, you know when you've done something. That's telling me you you acknowledge that. Okay, you know I was the one who unscrewed the top off the salt and you poured it all on your food. I apologize. <laughs> 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 so you are acknowledging you did something wrong. So I, I was oh goodness, yes to that. <laughs> okay, all right now. Oh, isn't that annoying? Oh my goodness, I hate and I've done it. I've done it to myself, so I, I know how that how that feels. <laughs> All right, here's one that I saw that I really wanted to talk about today. We've got a couple of minutes before we get to the next segment. Your friends are fun. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Pastor Charlotte, I'm going to start with you. Oh, Does no, man, wait to hear that. No. Um, his friends are fun, right? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-mm. How they fun? What you mean by that? You know, and it can go sideways. You know, and where that, you know, you just enjoyed whatever y'all was all doing. You know, and sometimes it depending on how you saying that. So, they might not go over well. <laughs> Okay, okay. Tamika. Um, I, I I think that's a good statement, but it doesn't necessarily seal the deal. Um, you want to you hope that, you know, your your current relationship will get along with your friends. You know, you don't want them to be out and out brawling. However, you know, I don't think that that's the, the sealer. Um because there are some situations where you know, you know what, I really don't like this person. You know, that's your friend, but I don't like them. But it doesn't cause a damage in your relationship. You have to, I guess, you know, in, in this instance, you have to pick which ones are going to work and which ones aren't. And in some instances, understand that it won't always work. All righty, all righty. I'm, I'm waiting to hear something. Uh, maybe Brother Al will say it. Brother Al, 
Your friends are yeah. fun. Uh, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, uh, I, because my they, they fun how I'm gonna ask you how are they fun? <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand because number one you're not gonna be around my friends like that. My friends are my friends. Your friends are your friends. So occasionally if we going somewhere where they are gonna be or whatever like that, then that's understandable. But me and you not hanging out with my friends. When me and you hanging out is us. All righty. Well, that was one of my thoughts. I'm like, well, does he really want to hear that his friends are fun? That may not uh-huh. sound too good. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they might, somebody might be looking a little too hard. What kind of fun are you talking about? The other thing I thought about, which was a little more than this, was normally most women can't stand their man's friends. <laughs> they can't stand them, especially the one that's closest to them. It's like, yo, why do you hang with this punk? Why do you hang with this bum? Why is he your friend? I don't think any woman has ever dated and not had, like, three people that she's been able to say that about. I don't know. They just have the worst choice of friends. So when he hears that my friends are fun, that's relief for him because, like, at least I ain't got to worry about her complaining about me going out with him or why am I with them, or what do I find interesting, you know? So those are the two things I thought about. I thought about from both sides of the fence where, um, wait, somebody just, if his friends are fun, wait, could mean you're not fun. Oh, okay, here's another spin on this thing. I just, you know, somebody's really engaged today. <laughs> so the, it came across, which was interesting. It says, if his friends are fun, that could mean that you're not fun. So, oh, that, that may not be a, a good thing. So that's a, I didn't even think about that one. I didn't think about that one. Oh, Chanti says it's fighting words. I tell you. you when you hear that, the thing about the friends, that is such a sore spot in relationships these days. Um, and for a long time, been really, like, you want to talk about your friends. <laughs> about your man's friends because they are always like the worst oh my goodness oh my goodness well my d-town crew thank you so much for your this has been funny today thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation and we pray you have a blessed day you too pastor sean tell elder to call me we got to talk <laughs> Y'all enjoy too. I'm going to tell him I'm sorry right now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. And Tamika says, so long as she's got bumped off. All righty. Oh, it is the top of the Monday morning hour. You know how I say that. It's my little terminology. Let's say good morning to Shantice. And see what she's got for us this morning. Good morning, Shantis. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well. What you got for us today? Okay, today I got the switch with Shantis where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. 
And this week's switch tip is something I believe we spoke on, but definitely coming from a different angle. Um, a few weeks ago, something came to mind. I don't remember if it was something that I was watching or listening to, um, I, or if someone said it in the conversation. I don't remember how it came up, but it crossed my mind, and the Holy Spirit just, like, gave me, like, a quick revelation about something. I was like, wow, people are not even paying attention to what they say, what they follow, even not only directly, but even indirectly. So we all heard of this whole Illuminati thing and how a lot of these celebrities supposedly sacrifice their family or their close people in order to now inherit fame and clout and notoriety and money from the enemy, you know, because that, that's the, the, the mindset and the mentality of it. So I go to the enemy and I say, okay, I want to sacrifice my cat, my dog, my, my this, Luke, uh, uh, Marsha, whoever's close to me, and now enemy, you take their life and in return you now give me all of this popularity, fame, money, et cetera, et cetera which God is unveiling and revealing a lot. And one of the things that he revealed to me, Holy Spirit revealed to me when I heard it or however it came across to me this last time was, okay, in addition to us learning biblically that God is the only one who can take and give life because the enemy is only able to do what God allows him to do, but God is the only one who can give and take life. Then in addition to that, this whole Illuminati thing is just one of the ways that the enemy tries to get you to fear him so that you can follow him. And then it made me think about how I remember um, one of the people who walked away from church. One of their biggest things is, oh, but I'm supposed to fear God. I'm, you know, God tells me to fear him and we read God. And I'm just like, the slowness is real. When God talks about fearing him, he strategically talks about us having reverent fear. So I explained to the person, I tried to be very calm when I said it because it was just like, you're really saying this. When we fear our parents, right, we're not supposed to have that crippling fear. So before we get into that real quick, I'll look up the definition of fear. An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or threat. Now, don't get me wrong now. Sometimes your parents can seem a little dangerous and painful, especially, you know, me and my teenage years. I, I like to live on the wild side. So my mother had to, you know, my hand me like I was her son at times. But that's not the type of fear we're supposed to have and that a healthy parent wants you to have for them. They want to have, we're supposed to have that actual fear. So it's like, Okay, uh, let's do this. Let's do, let's do, uh, no, because see, I am trying to have to meet my mother and or my father when they find out I done cut school or I done stole this sock or I done did this or I done cussed and now the neighbor going to tell my parents they heard me cussing. I don't want to have to face my parents. That's that healthy type of fear that shows that respect level. I don't want to have to now tell them what I did because now it shows that I've directly or indirectly disrespected my household, my parents. That's the type of fear we're supposed to have for God, where we respect him enough to not want to have to go to him and say, yes, God, I did do this after I know I shouldn't have done this, or no, I didn't do this after you told me to do it. Not the fear that is that makes me believe that God is dangerous. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read the definition again real quick. God is not dangerous to us. 
God is not a threat to us. God does not give us pain. That's what fear is. That's what the enemy does. The enemy is dangerous towards us. The enemy causes pain. The enemy is a threat to us. So when we now think about this whole, oh, okay, well, you now have to come to me and, and give someone to me, and in return, I, I give you this. The same way we read about how the enemy tried to get Jesus in the wilderness, those 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was up there. He said, well, if you do all this and bow down to me, then I'll give you this, that, and the third. And Jesus already had that because Jesus was co-creator. It's the same way the enemy tries to trip us up and cripple us through fear. Proverbs 29, 25, New Living Translation. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. And I know I brought up the whole, you know, Illuminati thing, and even though most of us have not formally done that but indirectly we do indirectly we go and we bargain with the enemy okay so i'll do this and in return you give me that and now there's this whole fear it's like okay now i'm sitting here because the enemy's thing is also to manipulate so i'm gonna make you think that i have the ability to do this that and the third so that now you can serve me now you can bow down to me romans 8:15, new living translation so you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Jesus came to free us. He has already conquered this world. So before we even go to him and before we get the light bulb and before we finally say, yes, God, to your will and your way, because I'm tired of trying to do this by myself, let me finally respectfully Make you show me all the things that you want me to do because you don't want me to be entangled and enslaved in all the manipulation and the stupidity that comes from the enemy. The enemy is doing the opposite. He is trying to keep you enslaved. He is trying to keep you fearful so that you can continue to serve him. So our switch tip 155 is don't fear the one you follow. And if you are a Christian, the one you follow is supposed to be God and Jesus. But if you are still trying to feed your flesh, then the one you follow is the enemy. And I look at it like this. If you're dumb enough to still want to follow the enemy, if you still choose to be crippled, then why are you fearful of him? Why are you looking at him as he is dangerous? And a lot of times, you know, we don't. We don't. Because we all had our seasons of serving the enemy. We don't look at him as dangerous. We look at him as, as um, causing pain. We don't look at him as him being a threat to us. But because God is the God that he is and he loves us so much, God is unveiling a whole lot of things nowadays where he is showing where the real pain is coming from, where the threat is coming from, where the danger is coming from. It is not coming from him. It is coming from the enemy. So we have to make the conscious decision of making the switch, of walking in fear, of walking in slavery, and to make sure we are living in freedom with God so that we will not be entangled by this dangerous trap, that we will learn to be free in the Lord by trusting him and learn to live in safety. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you. Boy, that one took some real listening, too. <laughs> Thank you. What a good word. Good word, good word. Came through the back door. Came through the back door. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, have a blessed day. You're welcome. Uh, let's just take this moment. 
to go before the Lord. Heavenly Father God, Father of all mankind, we give you thanks. We love you because of who you are. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for introducing us into a brand new day. Breathing the breath of life into our bodies and investing in us one more time. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the word that you've given us today. Thanking you, dear Heavenly Father, for discernment. Thank you, God, for discernment. <laughs> when so many things go on, the Heavenly Father and people have got to figure out if it's right or wrong. People have to figure out whether they should go or stay, go near, go far. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for your spirit, for your Holy Spirit. That is our GPS. That is our navigator. That we just have to hear things. And you just endow us with the understanding. And there are those where it just takes them just a little longer. And that little longer can be so costly. Thank you, Father. We give you thanks because you always have our back. Always. 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 We don't ever have to worry about you sleeping nor slumbering. We don't ever have to worry about you not paying attention to what we're doing. Are you there, God? Is not something that we really have to ask. So we just want to say a word of thank you today. Thank you for bringing us safely through a weekend, God. And as it's the holiday weekend and so many things are going on, we thank you for delivering us on this side of safety. We ask you, God, to just continue to take us safely through the week. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just continue to grow us. Just give us better understanding each and every day. God, continue, please continue to endow us with your wisdom, with your knowledge. You don't want street smarts alone. We want to be alert and aware, but we need what comes from you so that we can enter into your kingdom. We want to take this time to give you the glory and the honor. So rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, as we were talking and we went through the compliments that a man likes to hear, one that I got stuck on was, I'm listening. And one of the things that came up, that I noticed, they had a, they have a picture. And there's a woman who is, Sitting up, and her husband is laying on 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 on, a, on her lap. You know, like looking up, what looking up at her. When we say we're listening, they need and want our attention. And 
you know, we we laughed about the fact that, you know, when it comes time to, you know, get that sporting event on, boy, you can get, you can, I mean, you can really experience some uh, attention on a, on a, on a, on a, on an event. And it's like, they don't care about anything else but that sporting event. But the one thing that I've learned for myself and the one thing that I've experienced in, you know, constantly speaking to men is they are looking for our undivided attention. You know, they they, they may settle. They may settle with the a sweeping, cleaning, dusting. But when they have our undivided attention that means everything to them and if you don't believe me watch the difference watch how much more he speaks when he has your undivided attention and when he has to chase you around and he has to constantly um, beg for your attention it doesn't go well he doesn't appreciate it the same and I remember years ago I had a friend, and I think I told this story. <laughs> he had a wife who was an evangelist. And, oh, he used to get so upset. He used to say to me, Steph, she walks in the door on the phone. She walks in the door, and from the moment she's in the, in the house, she's on the phone. She picks up the house phone. And she's always counseling people and um, always advising people about their relationships and their situations. And our marriage is in the toilet. And he said, well, <laughs> one day she was on the phone and he was trying to talk to her. And after a while, he just gave up because she wasn't, you know, talking. One of the many days that she came in the house and was immediately on the phone, and he said that after a while the food started burning. He said, and it was just it went right over her head. It went right. He said he just let he said Steph he was cussing too. He was like Steph, I just let the food burn. He said I didn't even care. He said I know how to cook. I can I can make food for myself. I don't care what happened. It was and it was a bad situation for a long time because he just didn't feel as though. She would listen to him. And I, I've had other complaints from men who have said, you know, I just want her to stop what she's doing. Every time I speak to her, I try to speak to her, I always got to wait until she stops doing what she's doing. I can never get the time with her. So when I saw that, I'm listening. I definitely wanted to get that one out because I wanted to hear, you know, what what you know the panel had to say because I know how men complain. They really complain about that thing. And I think about God. It makes me think about God. It makes me think about how much how many times do we stop to give God our undivided attention or are we Fitting God in our world instead of us 
asking God, what do you want me to do today? You know, what do you want me to focus on today? You know, does God have to get the bullhorn out, you know, or he's trying to talk to us while we're on the phone, looking at TV, working? Is it the same thing that men complain about? And that's what I thought about when I saw the I'm listening. That was the second thought. You know, God says, I'm listening. And I'm waiting for you to come and talk to me, but because you're so busy, because everything else has to be done, I don't get my time. Do we take time to go to church the way we're supposed to? Or is life so busy? It amazes me how many times I've heard people say, I wasn't in church today because I was tired. And they didn't work all week. I'm like, how many days do you go to church? And how many days do you go to work? So you just got finished giving your employer 40 hours, five consecutive days, but the one day God wants. You have a hard time with it. And, and someone recently said to me, he said, um, I can't get five hours of my time. <laughs> so I was like, wow. You know, we get to the point where we're counting the hours. We got to be real careful. Because God is paying attention to all of that. All good and perfect gifts come from above. There's nothing in your life that you get that you are enjoying that does not come from God. But yet we have no time. If God doesn't say the things we want him to say, we have no time. When God doesn't move the way we want him to move, we have no time. When his schedule does not fit into our schedule, we have no time. We're not listening. When was the last time you stopped to say to God, I'm listening? And I mean really took the time to listen. If you have not done that at the rate you should, how about you start today, right now? Let's see how things turn around. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God, just that little more attention. Strengthen that relationship with him right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Wednesday, God spares, because tomorrow is the 4th of July and our deep time crew needs to be able to wake up just a little bit later too. But until Wednesday, God spares our life where it's Wow Wednesday. I love you.